Welcome back to Very Vintage. This is our eighth official episode, and we cannot believe the response we've gotten from the first seven episodes of Very Vintage. We're so happy that you guys love the show as much as we love making it for you. You have liked, subscribed, reviewed, and rated our podcast, and we love it. Keep those great reviews coming. So if you are enjoying what we're putting out, go to wherever you find your podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever that is, take a moment and rate our podcast. That is how we grow. We've got a ton of great stuff in store for you. We've recorded a bunch of episodes that we'll be releasing soon. Uh, And for this episode, we're trying out a new segment we're calling Very Vintage Hotline. We are taking listener questions. So you can write us using our contact form on our website, veryvintagepodcast.com, or you can DM us on Instagram at veryvintagepodcast, and we will do our best to answer your question, give you some advice, whatever we can do in our own very vintage way. I'm excited. Me too. You want to kick things off? I'm Deborah, And I'm Rachel. And together we're Very Vintage. Has anyone ever tried to call you Debbie? Oh, God. I don't let them. <laughs> <laughs> they only do it once. My childhood best friend could get away with it, Linda, and um, somehow my mom's sister got away with it for years and years, and then mm-hmm. later I figured out I think she just did it to piss my mom off. That's actually hilarious. I know. That's very sisters, right? That's what sisters do. That That is. Luckily, my sister and I don't quite have that kind of like an antagonistic relationship, so that's positive. <laughs> Before we get into our new segment, we are going to revisit a classic, our favorite, find, make, or mend. So we talk about either a new piece of vintage that we have found, something that we have made, or something that we have mended to give a little bit of new life to. So Deborah, find, make, or mend. For me, it's going to be find and then soon to be mended. Oh. Yes. So I found a dress probably from the 90s. Um, a tropical print dress on Etsy. And um, I kind of knew from the beginning it was going to be a little snug on me. So I've got this little trick. Like, I'm a bigger girl, right? So I've got, over the years, I've kind of figured out some tricks to help things fit me properly. (laughs) Okay. So what I've done oftentimes is, like, let's say it's a top that uh, is a little snug on you. What you could do is let it out at the side seams and um, you could use maybe like a contrast fabric or if you're lucky enough to find like a really similar fabric or if it's something that is maybe long actually take the exact fabric from you know hem it a little bit and and, you know use the exact fabric to basically you're, you're making a gusset on the side seam which you know gives you a little extra room and and you know if it's a if it's a fun print you know you don't it look it almost could look intentional if it's like a little contrast you know so it's like a little panel on the side Precisely right. Oh, perfect. And it would be kind of concealed by your arms. Uh, exactly. That's kind of my, in the hopes, you know. I've sort of done, I've really kind of had good luck with that over the years. So I found this dress on Etsy. I love the print. It's this beautiful blue tropical print. I just, I don't know. I just, I can't get enough of that look for some reason. And it's, it's kind of like a knee length dress. So I was thinking, well, I could either keep it as a dress and try to find fabric that would go all the way down the sides or 
shorten it, like literally take, you know, the fabric from the bottom and, and turn it into a shirt. So I, mm-hmm. I actually might do the latter just because in this particular case, I want it to be like a perfect match. And then this way, nobody will ever know that I've altered it. Oh. And then I have even like a little extra fabric to maybe do something like with, you know, in a headpiece or a little like ribbon around a hat or something like that. You just bought it. And I know that you're a person with some some skills and you're good at measuring. So what what happened when it showed up that now you feel like you have to mend it? I mean, I always knew that the hip measurement didn't fit me right. So that's okay. why I knew I was going to have to like make that pat like that extra panel in there. Mm, okay. But but when I got it, like in my from the measurement that was posted, it was supposed to fit my bust. So I was thinking I only had to do it like from the waist down, you know. But when I got here, it was actually too tight on the bust. So I remeasured it and, and I realized that the, the seller actually mismeasured it. I think she she pulled it too tight um, and it just was like a little off. So Pulled the garment or the measuring tape? Like, it sh- like the number she gave me should have fit my bust but it didn't. And so mm. it's like, it wasn't like a giant, it wasn't the end of the world because I knew that I was going to be doing my little trick anyway. But I ended up just messaging the seller just like kind of in a friendly way. Like, I don't want to be a jerk, but I just wanted her to know like for future, you know, a future post or listing that you have to, you know, like, I don't know. Hopefully it was just a one-off. I didn't want to like educate her. I didn't want to like school her, you know, like <laughs> right. reprimand her. But because I'm a seller, I just know like you, you can't, pull the t- tape measure too taut because it's not it's not accurate you know you have to leave a little ease for movement and you know anyway I'm not going to leave her a bad review or anything like that I just kind of wanted her to know like I, I, like as a seller I appreciate any kind of feedback so just because I always want to get better every time so I'm hoping sure. that she t- kind of took you know took heed did she respond she did no she was super apologetic I I think she offered me a refund or hmm. what have you, but I I want to keep the item and so it's fine. Like I know that there's something I can do to to make it work for me. So that's my bottom line and I just love the print. So I'm happy. Well, I mean, she's very lucky that you didn't leave her a scathing review and even better, you helped her out so that she can if perhaps in the future uh, she kept mismeasuring and you didn't warn her somebody might have left her a bad review so that was exact that was my whole thought thank you because like, it's like i like it's like kind of like from one etsy seller to another like we got to help each other out you sure, know sure sure okay i love that i've i've seen it have you ever seen it on etsy where i've seen let's say i have like a shirt of like a specific print and like i've then maybe f- seen another seller selling the exact same print shorts or something like that i'll message them and say hey like i've got the the one piece and you've got the other. So if you sell yours first, tell, you know, tell them about my piece and I'll do the, I'll do the, the opposite. I don't know. I sometimes like I'll have like, I'll try to have fun with the Etsy sales and I don't know. I just think it's cool. I think most people appreciate well, it. It's important to build a community. I, I haven't quite had that experience. I've definitely seen pieces come back around again. And that's why I always encourage people, you know, if you see something that you like, but it doesn't quite fit or it's out of your budget, like don't push it. Like things will come back around. There's this one specific, you know, those like 80s does 40s, even 80s does 20s sparkle dresses like Lawrence um, Lawrence Kazar. Is that his name? Yes. Yes. Right? I've actually come across a few of those. Those are great. So I have I used to have a closet full of them when I was in my 20s and I went out dancing more. I still I still kept a few. Uh, but that type of, they've got big shoulder pads. They're kind of straight up and down. And then a lot of times they have this really cute keyhole in the back with a hook and eye. And they are just mm-hmm. covered in beads and they're super heavy. Like bugle beads mostly, right? Yeah. So it's usually some sort of really ornate chest piece design. 
mm-hmm. and shoulder design. And then they're just these squiggle black bugle bead lines. And I spent a lot of time in my 20s with a with a sewing hoop uh, and a bunch of bugle beads sewing those <laughs> those patterns back together. Because you went, by the time they make it to a thrift store, a secondhand store, a lot of times they're pretty pretty ripped up in the bugle bead section. But there was this one dress, same same style with the big shoulder pads, uh, but it was blue, royal blue with – it wasn't bugle beads. They were sequins in a in like a, a very intricate pattern up and down the thing. I must have found that dress four or five times at the thrift stores, like all through – like from 2010 to 2015 in Chicago. And you're like, hello, old friend. I know. I know. So uh, I actually bought two of them because people always ask to borrow dresses from me. Oh, that's flattering. (laughs) Thank you. I made the mistake of lending things to people and they come back ruined because, you know, some people who aren't used to wearing vintage don't realize the seams aren't as strong or the and it's not like, you know, you can just go to Forever 21 and pick up another one. Right. But see, it's like at that point, we can't be friends anymore. (laughs) You destroyed my vintage dress. Uh, I I have had more than one friend (laughs) split up the back of a dress because of getting in out of a car. So what I started doing is I started keeping a few pieces in my collection that I called decoy dresses. Hilarious. <laughs> and so they're dresses that either maybe are a little bit too big or a little bit too small for me. So I know they'll fit a friend um, that I can have. It's almost like I've got Barbie clothes for dressing up my friends. <laughs> and usually maybe they're not like 40s, 50s, 60s. They're like 80s or 90s, but they have a vintage look to them. Or they might already have a little bit of damage to them. So that way I can lend out one of these decoy dresses. And uh, so when a friend says, oh, I'd love to pick through your closet and find something, I start to really try to steer them towards these few dresses. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, look over here. Don't look over here. Look over here. And this way you get to keep your collection pristine. Exactly. And that blue dress that I kept finding over and over again popped back up last year. Uh, I was watching TV, one of my my favorite shows, RuPaul's Drag Race. Love the fashions. There's lots of good vintage-inspired stuff. And there was a drag queen from Kansas City, I believe, uh, Crystal Method. Love the name, right? Love Hilarious. a pun. And she shows up dressed up in that blue dress. Stop. And, and uh, Crystal Method is very known for putting together looks instead of getting these expensive looks made by designers and things like that. Uh, her drag persona thrifts. So it's a lot of um, wild, bold, crazy things. And Crystal Method was wearing this exact blue dress. So I loved it. That's what put me in the best mood. So awesome find, Deborah, And it's going to make a really good project for later. So we are going to move right along to our brand new segment, Very Vintage Hotline. <laughs> For the inaugural segment of Very Vintage Hotline, the question came in, what do you do when you're feeling really uninspired by your wardrobe? I know I personally have been feeling this a lot over the last 18 months with so many events canceled or, or moved online or just, you know, generally being thrown out of my schedule. And even though the world's opening back up a little bit, this is all really good advice. And I knew that I wanted to ask Deborah about it on the podcast because she is someone who I am so inspired by her ability to put together an outfit. And she just never seems like she's enough fashion funk. 
So Deborah, I'm looking forward to hearing your best tips on how to snap out of it when you are in a fashion rut. Can you do the share snap out of it? <laughs> snap out of it! Uh, <laughs> and uh, We'll try harder next time, sure. <laughs> but how to snap out of it and fall back in love with your wardrobe. So Deborah, I'm going to turn it over to you to help our listeners fall back in love with the pieces in their collection. Thank you. Well, I, I mean, I feel like this is a real thing, especially in COVIDville. That's what I'm calling <laughs> it. Um, we all live in this little town where, the, where COVID exists. I would say my instinct is to tell people to start with something kind of simple because it's like, if you're in a rut, that means it's like, it's not going to be easy to just snap, you know, snap your fingers and be like, oh, I'm transformed. I feel pretty again. <laughs> So to me, I would say start with something easy. And to me, the easiest thing you could do is maybe give yourself a manicure. You know, that's so smart. I mean, my thought process is that try something different. I always wear a certain color on my toes and a certain color on my nails. And I was thinking, like, how daring of a, of me would it be to take my like intense, I wore this like kind of Cubs blue on my toes, mm -hmm. this like royal blue. I was thinking, what if I tried that on my nails? It would be very uncharacteristic of me, but I think that would be a really good way to kind of like shock yourself and to be like, okay, I can do this. You know, I can kind of change it up a little bit. Okay. And, and then my thought being like, once your nails look good, you might be inspired to kind of continue on to something that might feel like a little, you know, more challenging. Yeah, definitely. I for sure agree with that. Pre-COVID times, I was really good about always at least keeping a clear coat on my nails or a neutral nail polish because my nails will, will peel and break and it actually kind of hurt if I don't keep up with them. And then ever since yeah. we, we've been going through all this, I, I find when I go weeks and I've got chipped bad nail polish on or or whatever, and I'm not taking that, that few minutes even just to clean up what I already have, it really makes it hard to motivate myself to do more. So yeah, I did uh, just the other day, gave myself a fresh little shape up. I like to kind of round out my nails a little bit and uh, put on a very neutral, vintagey looking brown. I loved it. Actually, so Rachel showed me a picture of it because I was curious. And yeah, it's a lovely um, kind of, I kind of came across as sort of a nudie color, but I thought that's perfect because it seems like it would just go with everything. Yeah, the color sort of reminds me of, I was thinking how much milk would go in a latte to make it this color? Like it's a, it would be a pretty heavy handed pour of, of cream in your coffee to get it this color. Uh, but I like to go with more neutral colors, especially when I'm already kind of feeling a little out of sorts, because that way, if they, if you chip, if they, you know, get a little bit run down, it's not as obvious as having like black or dark red nail polish on. So it makes it a little bit more manageable for me. I'm impressed that you can get that nice, pretty oval shape. Uh, I my nails just kind of naturally grow square so usually like, before COVIDville I would always have my you know acrylic on my nails and they were always like that square look even so even though it's not like the current like fashion it's what happens to look better on my hands but you've got naturally like kind of a vintage look so good for you actually a lot of my, my nails grow fairly square and I uh I got in the habit of filing off the little sharp edges on the sides to round them out because that's the part that peels and chips and cracks first for me. So it's more of a utilitarian thing, but I also do happen to like the way it looks. But I feel like your hands can support that look where I don't I don't know if mine can. I bet they could. I, I've tried a couple different nail shapes over the years, but maybe that's your next pick me up is to uh, change up the shape of your nails. Yeah, I mean, that's actually not a bad idea. I go. could consider that. I love that. All right. So start with something easy, uh, nail polish, or maybe put it on a bold lip to get yourself in the mood to get dressed. Yeah, no, actually, I do like that idea. Um, because uh, personally, I um, all I'm wearing is chopstick. 
classic chapstick. I'm like kind of not even bothering with lipstick. So yeah, that actually I I think that would be a really good way to to start. So okay, how how about this? Lipstick first. And then while you're wearing the lipstick, do your nails. Yeah, because you can't you can't do your nails first and then put the lipstick on or you'll ruin your nails. Right. All right. Very good. What's your next tip? Well, so I was trying to think of something. I mean, like it's we can all like joke about like the Zoom meetings, right? Mm-hmm. How everyone's wearing pajama bottoms on the bottom. Like it's overly yet true joke, right? Overly used joke. But um, this isn't exactly an easy challenge because I'm going to ask you to do a lot. But <laughs> to me, it's like this is the Zoom makeover, right? So try jazzing your look from the waist up only, okay. right? So, but what I mean is kind of cover all the bases. So dressy top, accessories, full hair, full makeup. But the fun part is you can truly disregard the bottoms. But the reason I'm saying like you got to do full hair and makeup is because I think it would be really fun because like people are going to notice. Like mm-hmm. the people that you're having these Zoom meetings are going to be like, oh, wow, look at sh- so-and-so is looking good today, you know? And so like kind of get ready for those Zoom compliments. Sure, definitely. Especially if you've got like a family event coming up or I was at a, a Zoom wedding recently and uh, we all kind of were, my my immediate family and I, we were all calling in from our individual houses and it was so funny. None of us were on the same page about how we were dressing for this family wedding and neither were any of the guests either. Hilarious. You know, uh, I pull up and I had on a cute sweater, but not really any makeup, just a little mascara. Uh, my mom is straight up in pajamas and my dad's got like an Ohio State <laughs> sweatshirt and the two of them are just like smushed on the couch all comfortable. And then my brother <laughs> looks like he's actually going to a wedding. And we're all like, oh, my goodness. Like, no, we couldn't get on a family text chain and decide what we were doing. Wait, your brother, he he did it? He, he pulled it together? He looked pretty judged, I'll be honest. That's impressive. I mean, but that's, I mean, it's still, it's, whether you're there or not, it's a, you know, you need to respect the occasion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and double RuPaul's Drag Race reference, every Friday I get together with some friends and we watch Drag Race on Zoom. And most of the time, post-workout, hair's wet, I've got, you know, whatever pajamas on. A lot of times I'll even cozy up in bed with my laptop and, and watch with my friends that way. Uh, but there there have been a few times where I'll I'll put on a caftan and a turban and do my hair and makeup or, or whatnot. And it, everybody regularly gets a kick out of it. You know they do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's very Norma Desmond, for sure. <laughs> I love it. Okay, perfect. So, yeah, so focus on what is in frame. Don't stress out the better about the rest. I love that. And, like, just really kind of have fun with the bottoms, too. Yeah. You know, whether it's a pair of short shorts that nobody will see <laughs> or your pajamas or leggings or whatever it is. I don't know. I think that's just a kind of a fun way to remember, like, how we used to do it, right? We used to do it every day, right? I used to get, get ready every day and put hair, do hair and makeup every day, and now it's... It's so infrequent. It's almost like I'm forgetting who I used to be. I know. Well, I remember when you and I used to go to the chic hat dinners. Um, it was really fun. Like that, that you always would say that that's the most fun part of the dinners was getting ready before we would go. It's so true. I mean, isn't that the truth? Yeah, I miss going places. So I think one way that you can make it, you know, be a little more fun and kind of worthwhile, like for your time, because like these, you know, getting ready takes takes mm-hmm. a while. But I think uh, once you have your look put all, you know, all put together, like take a picture and like post it online or or just keep the picture for yourself or maybe send it to a friend and remind them of what you used to do and what you used to look like. Sure. So our next tip is plan to take a picture. So when you're getting ready, 
have have a little mini photo shoot with yourself, whether you've got someone that you have in your house that can take pictures for you or get a little tripod or uh, you can you can do what I've done. And I set a timer on my phone and then I <laughs> I take a pair of heels and I set them down with the heel facing me like on a shelf or on my bathroom counter uh, and I place my phone inside the shoe with the camera facing me and then I press the timer and I run into position. Genius. <laughs> so that's genius. And take a picture with the purpose of like like Deborah said, send it to a friend, uh, post it online. This is a great time to really engage with the online vintage community. You can tag us in your photo. You can send it to um, uh, one of those. Uh, I'm part of a couple Facebook groups that are all for vintage styling and an appreciation of um, different eras of fashion. So just because you can't go out and about and show off your look, you can always show it off other ways or keep it for an inspiration album for yourself. And the thing is, you're going to get positive responses, you know, like people are going to compliment you and ask you about, you know, this or that. So it's it'll feel good. I also love those vintage groups, too, because they're great places to go for advice. Like if I'm struggling with my roller set turning out or um, I'm having a hard time finding something that I've been looking for, people are really friendly and really want to engage with with others that are into the same passion. Mm hmm. Oh, it's lovely. Yeah, it's all about community right now, right? Mm -hmm. We we don't have our standard community, you know, but we can, this is where I feel like technology is useful and social media is useful, is you can kind of uh, acquire community in, you know, in a little bit different There's way. There's a subreddit or a Facebook page for everything. And if you feel like you don't have people in your life who support your passions and your fashion, you can always find that support with me and Deborah. We're here for you. We are here for you. Okay, great. What's next? This next tip, I was trying to figure out a way to kind of utilize what I call our lonely clothing, right? And so lonely clothing is, those are those items that you bought and never wore for whatever mm. reason, right? So it's like, but you love them. You can't get rid of them for some reason. So I'm trying to, I was trying to think of a way that you can like pull out something in your closet that you bought and never wore and then kind of breathe some life into it, right? Okay. So my my thought was find the item and also go to your jewelry box or wherever you keep your necklaces and earrings and that sort of thing and pull something from there that you've never worn and just kind of pair them together. And like my thought process being like whether they work or not, just make it happen and like call it high fashion. I love it. Yeah. So just mix those prints, mix those patterns, do what you got to do. I love that. Yeah. I definitely have a couple things in my wardrobe that I haven't worn for one reason or another, or maybe I bought it at the beginning of 2020 thinking I would wear it for an event during 2020. Little did I know. That's a really great idea is take those lonely items and put them together. Perfect. And like, it'll be kind of, it's funny. Like it'll, it's, you'll either come up with something really cool or really weird. And either way, you're going to like <laughs> enjoy it, the process. Yeah, yeah. It's funny for me, my lonely items are the only reason they're lonely items is because I don't have a headpiece to go with them. So oh, yes, and you must match. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I can't not do it. So that just means I need to sit down and make a headpiece. And then that's how these items are going to come out of my closet. For me, I find that if I don't have a pair of shoes that it looks good with, or I can't figure out how to make something work in that way, like I really struggle with separates like blouses and pants and skirts. Like I have a hard time putting multiple pieces together. And so that that can sometimes be a hang up for me. 
but I've, I've realized that when you're dressing vintage, it doesn't have to be perfect, right? You don't have to have a fully head-to-toe true vintage look or a fully 1940s or 1970s look. Like That's the joy of living in a modern world is you can mix and match all you want. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought up shoes because that's actually going to be my next tip is mm-hmm. to maybe pull from the ground up, right? So my idea being try to find your like most favorite pair of either heels or maybe tall boots, like sassy boots that have maybe kind of not seen the light of day for a while because of COVIDville. <laughs> yeah, who's who's putting on shoes these days unless you have to leave? That's the whole thing. It's so weird. Like all my shoes are like in my closet at the bottom and it's like I have to go like check in on them every now and then and be like, how are you guys doing? I miss you. I can't remember the last time I wore a pair of heels. Uh, that's the whole thing. So that's the thing is go get those heels that you used to love, like whether they're your most comfortable pair or your most sassy pair, whatever it may be. Pull them out and then build an outfit around them. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And I mean, but like including like including hose. Like, What did you call me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had something else I was going to say. I can't. Re- oh, getting back to I just feel like there's no rules when it comes to vintage. Yeah. You don't have to be head to toe vintage, although I get that some people love it. I love it, too, when it's done right. Mm-hmm. I love it, too. Period. Don't don't even cut, they cut that. Don't even say when it's done right. I love it, too. But I also think it's fun where you, when you could put, you know, put on like a tall pair of boots with like a vintage 70s dress. And that's like a cool look too. So I definitely think you mix genres and have fun with it. Well, and I think too, something that really helped me break down some of my misconceptions about I have to be perfect and true to style or like somebody's going to say, oh, I can't believe you're mixing those eras together is the reality is that a woman might have bought a pair of shoes or a person might have bought a pair of shoes in the 40s or 50s and then kept them for 10 or 20 years. Sure. So a true vintage person that we're talking about was mixing eras because people lived for more than 10 years. I mean, I certainly have things that I bought new in my in my wardrobe, pairs of shoes or dresses that I still own 15 plus years later. Agreed. What else can we do if we are really feeling stuck in a rut with fashion? Well, I was thinking it might be kind of fun to randomly pair different colors together. Okay. So in my mind, I'm kind of imagining pairing like a rich purple with a mustard. Mm. I mean, honestly, could be any two colors that kind of speak to you. In other words, two colors that you normally wouldn't put together. It sounds like a game of Clue. (laughs) I just think that could be really fun. Like in my mind, a rich purple like pedal pushers and a mustard sweater could just kind of look like a 1960s vibe, you know, just just because of the color schemes alone. All right, Deborah. So what's your next tip? Uh, This is maybe a little obvious, but maybe not. I think you could just simply walk over to your closet and pull out all its contents, just kind of just to be like, hello, I remember you. Like, I want to put you on again, you know, because I kind of forget, like, if you don't really look at your closet, you can easily forget what's in there. So just kind of pull everything out, put it on the bed and go, oh, yeah, I really like that. I remember that. I remember how I used to put those certain textured hose with this outfit or, you know, whatever the case may be. And, you know, maybe kind of set that one out when you put everything back and go, okay, I'm going to build an outfit around this. And I'll take it one step further because I know I am very guilty of this. I am blessed that I have more than one closet in my house. So sometimes things end up in strange places uh, or maybe things may have been in the laundry pile or the hand wash pile for a little longer than I care to admit or the mending pile. 
Are you sensing a theme? I have a lot of piles. <laughs> so really just get it all in one place and make sure you're, you're in the right mood, whether it's pouring yourself a glass of wine or a cup of tea, light a candle that smells really yummy. Put some fun music on. P- put some fun music on, maybe Zoom with a friend and, and try on your clothes. Have a good time with it. You know, it might also be time to discard some things that, that aren't working for you anymore. That's actually a really good idea. And something that I read once that I really love is that having a closet full of clothes that fit you, that you really love, is a form of self-care. Yeah. So if something makes you feel bad, whether it pinches or pulls or it reminds you, uh, maybe a friend or an ex-lover gave it to you and it has some bad memories attached to it, get rid of it. Whether you donate it or sell it, you don't have to keep a closet full of clothes you don't love. That's true. And then you make room for things that will, you know, suit you and give you joy. Exactly. You do want to be able to just reach in there and grab something and absolutely love it. And also, I used to get really hung up on the fact that uh, that I didn't have this beautiful picture-perfect closet that was so organized with all the bins and stickers and doodads that some of these other gals you see on Instagram or wherever have. But we're all on a journey. And it really just take your time and make sure that it's it's a very personal thing. It's a, to your wardrobe. So don't feel pressured just because you see something or don't see something uh, in your wardrobe that, that you know, you think might make you happy. Yeah, very good advice. And I don't know that we totally touched on this. We touched on posting the picture. Uh, but a really great way to go mining for some inspiration. So you can you go to Pinterest, go look up people. But one thing that I love to do is I like to go back and I like to look at old photos of myself, uh, which sounds very vain, but bear with me here. I love <laughs> to go back and look at pictures from events or a time when I was just really happy and really loved my outfit and then put that outfit back on. Try to even recreate it. So style my hair the same, do my makeup the same, maybe even pose the same way just to get myself feeling a little bit more in the mood. So look for a photo of a happy time and start there. Yeah, that's good advice, too. Yeah, it's like whatever it takes. I mean, like these are tough times and it's like not even like it's not even a shameful thing to admit that like you can easily get down. And it's like so I say do whatever it takes to make you feel pretty and good again. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. And really, you know, the big takeaway here is go shop in your own closet first. Yes. If you are feeling down in a rut, you know, you don't have to go to Etsy or a repro place or eBay and buy yourself something new. Chances are you've got something that you love that is already in your closet. And the most sustainable piece of fashion, I've I've read this before and I love this, is the one that already exists. It's the one that's already in your wardrobe. So if you are somebody who really loves the idea of environmentally friendly things and eco-friendly things, it doesn't all have to be uh, like beige and and whatever and made out of fishnets from the ocean. Eco-friendly is also stuff that already exists. Exactly right. And it's so satisfying. It's so satisfying to kind of breathe life into, you know, things you already own. It's like I said, it's, it's almost like an old friend. Oh, yeah. That definitely happens to me, especially, you know, with the weight fluctuations that come with with getting older. Sometimes there are things I don't wear for a while and then I come back to and all that. And so, yeah, I love thinking about my clothes as old friends. Well, for me, I feel really emotionally connected to a lot of my clothes because I can always remember like what I did when I wore it, you know, Mm -hmm. certain events and and it's funny when it comes to like getting rid of clothes, I, I actually have difficulty doing that just because of the memories attached to them. Oh, definitely. So there's the uh, Marie Kondo, the Does It Spark Joy Lady. 
She's got, uh, she asks that you start by separating things into categories. You start with clothes and then you move on to like books and paper and then, you know, one thing or the other. And the last item is sentimental items because it's the hardest. But for me, clothes is supposed to be the easiest in her categorization and then sentimental is supposed to be the hardest. But I feel like my clothes are sentimental. Yes. So I always... I've tried. I've read the book. I tried, and it just—it's so hard for me because I feel like I really do need to do the clothes last. Like books and paper, I'll toss that all day long. But my clothes, ugh! Like I remember exactly what thrift store I was in when mm-hmm. I was fifteen, and I bought that dress. And if I can still zip it, it's probably staying. And but the thing is that that probably does give you joy. Like if you can remember that, then that is that is causing you joy. So that means you can keep it, right? It does. It does. And that's what I kind of like about her philosophy is that it's not minimalism. It's not like get it down. Down to zero it's if it sparks joy then you can keep it and i happen to have a lot of things in my life that spark joy that's good that's not but i'm with you on the clothing though for sure so sentimental uh all right and your final tip if we are feeling a little bit eh, and uninspired by our wardrobe what should we do to spice it up Okay, so I should preface this by saying I've never done this myself. Okay, but I think I think it would be fun. (laughs) And that is to mix up your metals. So what I mean is when it comes to jewelry, I feel like most of us prefer either silver or gold. It's probably some people that could wear, you know, both. I'm personally a silver girl. Mm. But I like the idea of just like switching it up for a day and just wearing for me all gold accessories. And like, I you know, I kind of might feel like a little bit of a rap star or something, a rap singer. <laughs> <laughs> With all the chains. Yeah, exactly. But um, I think that could be a really great way to kind of change things up and, and and get out of the rut. I've never thought about you as Flava Flav, but suddenly I want you with a clock headpiece more than I've ever <laughs> wanted you wearing anything before. I could do it. Yeah, it's interesting. When I when I was younger, I felt like I was more of a silver person. And then as I got older, I really got more interested in gold. And Oh, baby, if I can find something that is gold and silver, oh, I love, love any type of, you know, those like woven looking necklaces from the 70s. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love those. Yeah. Actually, that's, that is something to think about is some, a piece that has both. Yeah. It's funny. So I, I bought these. They, they aren't vintage, but uh, I was on this quest a few years ago to really get my shoe game in the right order. So really focusing on outfits I had that didn't have a pair of shoes to go with them. And so I was looking for neutral. So what are shoes that can go with lots of different kind of the perfect black pump, the a, a comfortable, chunky boot. And I found these little booties like ankle boots with a, with a chunky heel. And they're this really interesting light gold and silver metallic. And I bought them so that they could be my neutral shoe <laughs> when I was wearing jumpsuits. So, yeah, leave it to me to have a shiny metallic gold and silver shoe and call it neutral. (laughs) Whatever works. Hey, listen, I got a lot of mileage out of them and they are still, pun intended, kicking. Nice. Very good. So is there anything else that you would like to leave our dear listeners with if you are feeling just a bit unable to get yourself pulled together? Hmm. I don't know. Do you have any ideas? Um, well, one thing, this this might sound a little strange, but work with me here. So it has less to do with your outfit and more to do with that reason why. So the other day I was really feeling down. And instead of just doing our usual Indian food takeouts, my boyfriend and I, we get Indian food at least once a week, usually a Saturday or Sunday. We've got our favorite spot that used to be our date night spot. And so he saw that I was feeling a little bummed out. <laughs> Here's what actually happened. Uh, He walked past our room and I was standing 
with the closet doors open, just staring at my dresses. <laughs> and he peeked his head and he said, what you doing in there? And I said, oh, you know, just looking at all the pretty things I used to wear. And so he got, gave me the idea that we should just really do up date night at home. So we ordered our usual Indian food. We both got dressed up. Like he put on real pants <laughs> and a sweater and I put on a cute outfit too. And, uh, you know, I washed my hair. Not a ton of makeup, but I did a little bit of makeup and we got the food and we dimmed the lights. We lit a candle. It was really sweet. It, it really made it feel much more special than just, you know, take out on the couch. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, he's a good one. But it was, sounds effective, too. It was. It was. We both had a lot of fun and we realized how much we missed going going out on dates. And as much as we, we tried to do fun things around the house, I think really setting aside that time, setting the table and making it, it feel a little bit more special than because before the special thing felt like, oh, we're ordering takeout. But, you know, the it, it, so anyway, we're working through it. So Deborah, when you are not doling out amazing advice for getting us back in tip top shape, where can we find you? You can find me at millineryetc.com, which is my website, or on Facebook, the same Millinery ETC, or on Instagram at Deborah Shirley 1111. Perfect. And you can find me, Rachel, in charge of our Very Vintage Instagram, at Very Vintage Podcast. That's a great place for you to go and drop any questions or burning thoughts that you have for our next Very Vintage hotline. You can also contact us through our website, VeryVintagePodcast.com. Don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share our podcast. We grow when you tell your friends. So go ahead and share it in that subreddit or in that Facebook group where you are sharing that vintage photo of yourself. And we will see you next time on Very Vintage Podcast. Bye now.